One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance. I'm so excited to have you guys here with us. And, uh, you know, normally I start the show, recap the week, talk about what's going on. Uh, but I just can't do that today because I'm so stinking excited for who we've got on the program. It's it's literally, it's, to me, I'm going to do dog years. It feels like it's been 21 years I've been asking him to get on the show and schedule <laughs> and everything else. We finally got him on the show, and, and I want to I get right away into the material because it's got so, so much for us to, to hear. So first of all, they provided uh, life-transforming content and coaching for their business and life. They write, produce, host weekly broadcasts, and hold certifications from the Patterson Center, Dr. John Maxwell, and Personal, Personality Insights Institute. They're executive coaches, trainers, speakers. They've shared the stage with Les Brown. Uh, with John Maxwell, several, several others, and really was the first couple that, that I even met at, at uh, our wonderful IMC events as part of the John Maxwell team. The first couple that really made me feel comfortable that, that I was joining a tribe that was going to make a difference in my life. Uh, they built the, the Gorman Leadership and Married for a Purpose on the Core Values of Excellence, and we're going to be talking about an exclusive membership program that they've got available uh, the, this community is something you guys absolutely want to be a part of. So let's get him onto the show. Welcome, Greg and Julie Gorman. How are you guys? <laughs> hey, Rick. We are outstanding, and we are sure excited to finally make this happen, brother. So uh, it's a great day. <laughs> it, it is a great day, and we just saw each other not too long ago at another incredible IMC event. And, and yes, riding that energy wave, right? I, I'll have it for about three months, and then it'll dip, and I need another IMC. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> but let's let's talk because this is really exciting. This community that you guys are building, and it's unlike anything I've I've really seen out there. There's all kinds of different tribes and communities, and that kind of stuff. But this one, you guys are building together, leading together, living together, and, and really pouring into people. So tell them, tell them what this is. Well, uh, you know, as you know, Rick, Julie and I have written several books on relationships and marriage. And um, uh, we travel all over the country and in fact, the world uh, doing marriage seminars and we coach couples. And we've been doing this for several years. And and one of the there were there were a couple of things that that kept coming up as we were uh, getting feedback from both pastors or organizations that we were speaking um, at concerning marriage. And uh, one of those things was, uh, what do you have for follow up? And of course, our immediate answer was, is well, we've got the books, and they're designed for you know small group studies, or as we call it in in the in the Maxwell tribe, we call it masterminds. Um, and so, you know, you can do those within your community, but it just really seemed like they were looking for something else. And then the other thing is that uh, we really wanted to create something that would uh, make coaching and our message very accessible to folks in a different format that was very, very usable for them. And so what we did is we created Married for a Purpose membership community. And uh, essentially the idea, Rick, is that uh, couples are, 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 they are hammered down. We are all hammered down. In other words, we're redlining. We are busy here in America, probably everywhere else in the world, but probably not quite as busy as we are here in America because we kind of pride ourselves on that, right? <laughs> so work-life balance, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's why you've got a show <laughs> to help us out with that. And so, um, 
we uh, we created a series of videos where our members get one video each week, and it's a short video, just six to ten minutes on average, where they can come together uh, one time each week specifically to focus on growing their marriage. And what we see is if we really can just take a little bit of intentionality just one time each and every week, we can probably get, well, let's just say 1% better this week and 1% better next week. And if we can do that, then over the course of the year, we're 50% better. And I'd beckon to, to say that most of us probably haven't been intentional enough to be 50% better year over year, right? That's right. That's right. So in addition to that, we also host a couple of calls each month where we do live coaching. And Julie and I will usually do a teaching uh, for 15 or 20 minutes and uh, or we'll have a guest on. We've had uh, a couple of very prolific, uh, uh, awesome uh, guests in the marriage arena. Um, you want to tell them who some of them were? Yeah, well, we've had uh, Les and Leslie Parrott did a call with us for uh, the initial launch. We've had They're Dr. Coming again, too. Yep, Dr. Gary Chapman. Uh, of five love languages. Five love languages. <laughs> and then we have Shanti Feldon and Jeff um, who are going to be a part of it as well. Uh, we have, yeah, it's just a lot of great people that a lot of folks can't get exposure to. But, you know, Rick, really it comes back to something that you alluded to at the very forefront of the call. And that is that a lot of times you go to a conference or you go to a um very inspirational kind of a motivational setting and you get the aha moment and then life happens. And so this program, this course, this community is all about what Greg said. It's getting just a little bit better every single week, not trying to master everything all at once, but playing to the basics. And as we play to those basics, what we end up doing is we, we end up growing ourselves and then connecting as a couple, which obviously every couple longs to do. Just a great means for us to be able to lock arms with people and not only give them, you know, some pointers and instructions along the way, you know, but all of us need encouragement along the way. Um, the world's, uh, you know, kicking at our door every single day. There's so many different pulls and so many different demands on us. And so this is just a way for us to help keep in touch with those folks on a continual basis and keep them encouraged. And so for, for the people that don't know you as well as we do and in, in how endeared you are to us at the team, um, give us two, three minutes of, of you know, even that, that stage time speech that I saw, just a little bit of your backgrounds and how you guys grew to, to this moment and to this point with each other. Oh, man. Okay, so I'll try to condense that to three minutes. <laughs> right, I know, because you, you practice to get it to five. I'll give you five if you need it. So. <laughs> uh, I, think the, I think the important thing is, is that, um, that we're real people. Julie and I came out of corporate America. We were wildly successful by anybody's standards. We were making great money. We were in high demand. We were at the top of our industry. Uh, we were well plugged into our community. We were well plugged into our church. We were highly sought after and respected. And I, 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 we don't say that. We're not trying to say that because we're we're trying to brag on ourselves. It's just it's just where we were uh, in that stage of, of of life. And we felt a tug to do something different, something that was uh, more meaningful. And as we stepped out of our comfort zone and doing what we were doing and making what we were making and moved out of the community that we lived in. We left our dream home. We ended up moving across the United States from Kentucky to Texas and then from Texas 
down to South Florida in less than a year. It was 11 months, I think, to the day that we were literally unpacking the truck for the third time. And so, uh, so many different changes. Um, the awesome thing is, is that uh, our family stuck together and we were very intentional about our, our communication and, and um, just making sure that during difficult times, we didn't uh, turn on one another. Um, and so that was the great thing. The bad thing was, is everything else pretty much fell apart at the scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 uh, we, we lost about everything. In fact, we did lose everything. And it's not so much that folks uh, came and, and, and took things away from us, you know. It's just that we, we just had to liquidate everything, all of our savings, all of 401k. I had a Harley Davidson soft tail oh, deuce, boy. man. Don't go there. And it was a beauty. It was minutes, a beauty. <laughs> but uh, I had to sell it. You know, and it was heartbreaking, but it was the right thing to do because we were trying to make sure that we were keeping food on the table. We literally went four years without any income at all amidst all of those moves and and, and more. And uh, it's expensive to live in South Florida, for those of you who don't know that. And so what ended up, we got to a place to where Julie was literally uh, washing out sandwich bags, little Ziploc bags. They were the generic kind of Ziploc bags, but we'll call them Ziploc bags nonetheless. She was washing them out so that our kids would have a bag to take their lunch in. We're getting letters in the mail about being able to qualify for government assistance and things of that nature. Now, listen, it's one thing. We've all probably started out there at one point in life. But I can tell you when you're cracking close to a million dollars a year and then you're back there, it's, it's, it's hard. I often tell folks I've been sued. I've been kidnapped. And I fought in a war, but that season was absolutely the darkest season of my entire life. And for those people who are people of faith, my faith was even challenged because nothing that I thought I knew made any sense anymore, including God. And so I had a moment um, uh, where it was kind of my, my, my crossroads moment, if you will where I uh, won't, won't bore you with the entire story, but, but the bottom line is, is I, 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 I remember pulling over to the side of the road and I was just really at the end of myself. And uh, I said to myself, hey, do, do, do I believe what I profess to believe about my faith and about Christ? Do I believe what I professed my whole life to believe and what I couldn't answer the question? And just very quickly, the next question that came to me, is there any way I cannot believe what I profess to believe my whole life? And what I realized is that there, even though that's what I wanted to do, because it, that was that made more sense than believing at that moment. What I realized is that there was no way I could not believe what I had professed to believe my whole life. And so from that point, I made a decision to live like I believe, which is beyond hope. It's absolute belief. And I can expand on that more after your break, if you'd like. Yeah, we'll do it. That was so important. So first of all, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that with us because we've got, we've got listeners in 95 countries in, in, mm. you know, around the world. And, and the biggest thing that I profess on the show is you can't coach what you don't have. So I, it's important to know where you guys came from. So as we start to talk about this community in the, in the next three segments, that they really understand that you guys aren't just this couple who's pretending to be married. If, if you were going to turn on each other, that was the time. That was the yeah. And yeah. you did and I think that's important, and we can dive into that when we come back after the break. You're listening to The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. 
Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late, on budget is now too expensive, and today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality. So you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management. From CA. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back to this edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're talking with Greg and Julie Gorman, both uh, John Maxwell team members and the founders of the Gorman Leadership and Married for a Purpose. And we're, we started talking about their membership and uh, community that they have for Married for a Purpose, but they, they dove into a little bit of their personal story, and we appreciate that uh, so much because, again, can't coach what we don't have, and, and you guys have what a lot of people want. So when when you inevitably do coaching or marriage counseling, that kind of stuff. And most people focus on solving differences, right? They, they, they want to, they want to know how to fix each other. Right? More, more, more. <laughs> it's his fault, fix him and then I'll be fine. Um, but why, why do you guys focus so much of your effort on inspiring couples versus kind of going down those negative, negative mm. spirals? Wow, it's so great, Rick. You know, one of the things that we landed on is if every thought leader throughout time is um, right. And the one thing that they all agree on is that we, uh, what we think about comes about. Like as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. 
again, it doesn't matter if you're Baptist or Buddhist. It, it's what, what the central theme is, is we bring about what we're thinking about. And so we like to say we gravitate towards what we contemplate. So especially in Western civilization, we've got this idea that um, there's a problem, straightest arrow to that problem, provide the solution to it. And all of our energy oftentimes is diverted and focused on the problem or the issue. But if every thought leader is right, that what we think about comes about inevitably, even with well intentions of trying to solve a problem, the subject matter of that uh, focus is a problem. And one thing I've learned through life, and I'm, I'm still learning, is that if I focus on a problem, more than likely another one's just going to surface as soon as I get that one issue fixed. So instead, what we found is that as couples come together and, and stop, um, you know, if there's a problem, it's usually because there's two different views. And if we look at those views as like right or wrong versus maybe there's truth in both of them and necessity in both of them, there's a division. But when we come together and we ask a simple question of what is it that we want? What do we agree on? Then all of a sudden, we're living into a higher uh, focus. We're, we're welcoming what we both desire. So, for instance, for Greg and I, if we ever had a recurring theme of where we would have those uh, moments spirited of... Spirited conversations. Spirited conversations. <laughs> <laughs> it usually centered around the kids. And again, the diversity of our upbringing... I'm, I'm a person who wants my kids to know that they're loved. I'm the epitome of an encourager. I'm going to probably celebrate mediocrity, right? Just because I want my kids to know that they're so loved. Greg, on the other hand, is a person of excellence. And he drives out uh, the best in our kids, trying to bring out about the best. Well, the problem when in the early days, as I looked at him as saying, you know, quit exasperating our kids. They never can do enough. They're never good enough. You're always expecting more. And he was looking at me saying, woman, would you get the kids off your skirt tail? They need to grow up, right? So you have this point of excellence and encouragement. So who's right? Do the kids need to be excellent or do they need to be loved? Yeah, right? So the, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. And so as we came together, rather than saying he was wrong or I was wrong, we started saying, well, what do we agree on? Well, we want our kids to be well-adjusted. We want our kids to be successful. We want our kids to know that they're loved and they're loving their purpose and they're ready for the world. And so when we landed on that, what we realized, rather than fighting with one another, we needed to fight for one another and come together and parent our kids for that higher desired outcome. And as we did that, and our energy went into that, man, there was unity and common ground. And it, is it easy to say, though, that when, when you even ask that question, you know, what do you want? That most people know all the 11 things that they don't want versus what they really do want. Are you, are you helping them find that purpose? It's awesome because that you asked that, Rick, because that's it, it's that and more. You know, um, honestly, if, if we're to be real transparent, when Julie and I first began to have uh, you know, a conversation like that where we're like, okay, wait a minute, instead of arguing and pointing at our differences and drawing lines in the sand, wagging our head and, you know, letting this thing blow up into something crazy, let's try to build on common ground. So what do you want, right? That's the question she said that we need to ask. When we ask that the first few times, I mean, if you ask me the, the, what, what I want, then I'm going to say, I want you to quit pampering the kids because the real world's going to kick their butt when you get out in life. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to prepare them for what life's really going to be like. 
And if you ask her, then she's going to respond. Um, well, I want you to quit being so hard on the kids, you know? So as she, as she mentioned before, it's not that one's right and one is wrong. Um, but what we have to do is we've learned that we have to ask that question several times and take it up a layer and keep taking it up a layer until we reach an area that we agree. That allows us to take our differences and build on common ground. And then from there, and so what we agree on, again, is that we want our kids to be prepared for the real world, number one. Number two, we want to make sure, and not necessarily in this order, by the way, lest I get you know, beat up after this, but uh, <laughs> we want to make sure kids. <laughs> it was a great save, wasn't it, Rick? Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> um, but at any rate, when we, when we come to that agreement, um, then we're able to work together. You know, the, 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 the strength of any team is in its diversity. And so it's interesting that in our marriage so many times, after a few years especially, uh, beyond the courtship, we begin to try to change one another to be like one another. And some of that's going to happen naturally, but in, in, in some of the other ways, uh, um, it won't. And what's awesome is that uh, we believe that we're put together um, with differences for a very purpose, because again, those differences are the strength of our team. So now we leverage and celebrate our differences, whether it's with the kids or with the finances or anything else. And that's really what we help other couples learn how to do and actually practice in, in the real world of, of their day-to-day living. And you, and so you just said the words, it, it's actually the title again of, of your membership community and, and that's married for a purpose. And so yes, you really believe, and so couples need to find it, but do you really believe like every marriage was, was designed on purpose? Yeah. 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 We really do. Um, uh, one of our, one of our books is two are better than one. God has a purpose for your marriage. And there's a process that's baked into that book that really helps couples begin to discover that specific design. And uh, what we've learned, Rick, and I think it's important to mention is, is yes, um, there, there is a specific purpose for each and every marriage. And see, what's, what's cool is that marriage is no different than any other organization, if you will. If we can pick a common goal, uh, a, a common pursuit uh, together, and we can link arms together to do that, um, then we just view things differently. We're able to operate in harmony and in unity because we're all shooting for the same dot on the wall. And when things get a little bit dicey, then we just have to come back and remind ourselves why it is we're doing what we're doing. And so um, we found that uh, every couple that we've ever worked with has been very excited to discover uh, what that what that purpose is and then begin to, to live it out. What would you add to that, Love? Yeah, I think it's it's in the diversity again that we find strength we find uh, power. And so when, for example, Greg and I, as we write books, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if he wasn't who he was. And we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if I wasn't who I was. But together, it's the blend of the two of them to write books, to carry forward messages. It's, it's the encouragement and calling somebody to excellence because it's not just in parenting that those attributes follow through. It's the oh, yeah. same thing in coaching. That just happens to be our pain point Yeah, so <laughs> sometimes. It's, it's, but there is strength in that diversity. And we believe that, you know, for, for many couples, it's not necessarily that they're going to write books together. But the more yes. that they zero in on a common interest, the more that they zero in on a common goal and a common vision, that vision gives them direction for their life. That vision 
inspires them in their daily living then. And if not, then what we tend to see happen is division. And you see this a lot where maybe the common vision has been the kids for, for years. And then you go through this empty nest syndrome uh, and, and the kids are gone, right? And it's like purpose. they've lost their purpose and yep. haven't spent the time to rediscover another thing that can drive them and motivate them. So we constantly encourage couples to be discovering one another to continue to look forward in this season of life, what is it that we truly want? And as we get in that place and space of what is it that we desire as a couple, there is a common vision in there. And it might be a home. It might be a job. It might be a uh, calling, you know, in, in all of that. But what is, what is the desired end result? And the more that a couple can come together in that and agree upon it, they have fuel for their life. <laughs> can I give you a quick, do you have time for an example of what Julie's Absolutely. talking about? Absolutely. So, so we had a couple, for instance, um, just a couple of years ago that came to our home and did a life plan. We do private retreats with couples um, in our home uh, and, and do what we call a marriage life plan. And so these folks had, uh, had, first of all, had an array of issues in their marriage. I mean, they really did. They had a lot of things. They were having financial problems. Um, he was caught up in porn and was trying to break that addiction. There was just just all kinds of different things. And when they came in, they were rigid. They'd been married for 27 years. In the past two years, they'd been living in two separate homes. They'd been to multiple conferences. They'd been to multiple different uh, 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 therapy sessions mm -hmm. and, and retreats and so on and so forth. We were kind of their last ditch effort, if you will. It was either make or break, go or blow, baby. And so um, by the end of their time together, they discovered that what their common goal, their common interest was, and I'm saying this specific example because it really simplifies it down because it doesn't have to be something magnanimous, okay? Guess what it was? A glamper. <laughs> they wanted to buy a glamper, which is a glorified camper, I guess. I had no idea what they were talking about half the time. But anyway, and they wanted to be able to travel together and uh, see their kids and minister to other people and talk about um, how they had restored their marriage. And so interestingly, you know, if they're going to buy a glamper, then they need to get their finances all on one page. If they're going to uh, uh, live in quarters like that and travel across the country, then they're going to need to uh, live in the same home. <laughs> and uh, interestingly, when they left that weekend, Rick, uh, they, 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 he moved back in the home. Uh, we just went out and did a conference for their community this year. And so four years ago, they were living in separate homes. Today, they're still together and they're celebrating life all around this uh, kind of icon idea of a glamper. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. That's very cool. And I think that helps people understand um, that it's not always the big things, right? It, right. It, it can be a smaller, a smaller thing that brings you together, a smaller goal as long as there's there's a focus. So um, really quickly, what's what's the website for if anybody wants to, to go look at this membership community? Okay, this is going to be really difficult. Marriedforapurpose.com <laughs> And so we're going to take another break right here, but while we're on break, go ahead and take that initiative to go check out marriedforapurpose.com and see what all this is about because we know what transformation is going to come from this program. So be a part of the community and you can join that right now while we take a quick break and pay some bills ourselves, you're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Mm -hmm. 
Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CAPPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA Project and Portfolio Management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. Comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the work life balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back to this edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're visiting with Greg and Julie Gorman and talking about their membership community, Married for a Purpose. Um, and what's interesting is some of the feedback I'm already getting, you know, through Twitter and, and Facebook and that kind of stuff uh, uh, of our incredible listening audience out there. Um, and I think they really connected when you guys were kind of sharing some of your personal stories uh, of, you know, how you guys got to this point, right? Back to you can't coach what you don't have. So talk about maybe some of your earlier years and maybe when you weren't so wise and uh, oh. what are some of those traps that you guys fell into and how'd you, how'd you work through that? All right. It's good for us to get transparent, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Transparency is key in the show. Yeah. All right. So just a quick backdrop. I grew up in a family where every abuse was present, physical, emotional, and sexual abuse. Uh, married early. Um, only to find out that my first husband had some addictions that he struggled with 
it got to the point where it wasn't safe for me to stay anymore, went through a divorce. So that's when this guy came into the scene was, I was all messed up. <laughs> yeah. He, he showed up as the superhero and uh, I pretty much had sworn off men. He had sworn off women. Um, we came together though and became best friends and he started to pursue me. He knew immediately that we were going to end up together. I had second doubts. So all of that to say, um, <laughs> first we, we got married within six months. Um, when we said I do, I thought, Oh no, what have we done? And all Hades broke loose. And all Hades <laughs> broke loose. I became Rick. It was horrible. I had no idea, but, I guess what had happened is really I had stuffed so many emotions, not wanting to be a victim, that I didn't realize, um, you know, I didn't want to carry a crutch in life. So I just pretended things didn't happen. Well, about the time that I said I do, what I realized is I had the potential to be hurt again. And so that vulnerability pushed a lot of really sore spots in my life. Greg's fun, flirtatious um, personality compounded some of those things. And so the first couple years, I have to tell you, and this is no exaggeration, we literally fought every single day. And we loved one another passionately, but we fought just as passionately. Um, I, I loved Greg, but I didn't know how to not push him in corners. And with all of my insecurities, I was crazy psychotic jealous. I would ransack through uh, receipts when he would go out on a job and have to be out of state. And I was just confident that he was going to mess around and, and um, leave me to and hurt me. So all of that to say, um, we fought and it was broken and we didn't know how to fix it. Well, and I, I, I drug a lot of baggage in my own end too, Rick. You know, I, I was, um, I had a horrible, horrible temper and I owned it. In other words, I was proud of it. Um, you know, I would, I would be so ignorant as to say, you know, I'm, I'm Irish Indian and I'm, I'm a Gorman. You know, you don't want to mess with me. You, you have your hands full, which is just, you know, it's just ignorant. Um, and so uh, when Julie, uh, who has an inquisitive personality anyway, would ask me questions, um, you know, I'm like, woman, I don't, you know, I don't know who you think you are, but you ain't my mama, you know? So <laughs> I ain't you, which I'm sure that went over really well. Yeah. <laughs> great, man. I, I tell you a couple of black guys later and I finally got it figured out. Just kidding. But, uh, but it was crazy. I mean, we were oil and water. We were gasoline and fire. I mean, there was sparks and it would blow up in just, from zero, uh, as someone we were coaching this week says, from two to 10, like right now. And, uh, and so it was just a really unhealthy environment. And we both had a lot of things that we needed to deal with. And uh, over time, um, there was at one point where I left. You want to talk about that story real quick? Yeah, so it, it, there was a, a fight uh, one night, we call it. We still don't know what that fight was about, but it changed everything for us because when Greg sped off in the SUV, he shouted, Julie, I love you, but I can't continue to live like this. And I remember coming to the end of myself and thinking, you know, I went through one divorce. I don't want to go through another. So God, change me, change him, do whatever it takes, but heal this marriage. And at that point, what I realized is I was really trying to control Greg. I was trying to be what I would say his Holy Spirit. I thought it was my job to fix him. And the truth was, is um, 
again, being a person of faith, the, the way that God speaks to me, Rick, is it's just kind of like this one-liner of, Julie, would you let me change in you the things that need to be changed and entrust Greg to me and allow me to change in him the things that I think? And, you know, whether you're a person of faith or not, really what it comes down to is there's a surrender and a vulnerability in right. marriage. Right. And I can't change him. I, I love the quote that says, um, a great marriage isn't so much as finding the right partner as it is being the right partner. Mm-hmm. And I had a whole lot of being that I needed to work on. You know. So you guys, first of all, all right, now I'm going to get vulnerable because I'm sitting over here with tears in my eyes uh, just through mm-hmm. that story. Uh, because, I, I, you know, so so I can see you right now on the Zoom and, and a lot of our, our listeners can come onto the Zoom and see it. Um, mm-hmm. But I've seen this over the last four years. The way you guys look at each other is the most amazing <laughs> thing. And, and so, Julie, I didn't know that. Poor, I, I knew that you had difficult times. You, that, that's mm. the first time I'm hearing that story from you, which is why I'm a little teary-eyed. Mm. Um, because I've never not seen you smile. And I've never <laughs> not seen – there's a look in Greg's eyes that's reserved for one person, and that's you. And, and yeah. he's a beautiful person. I love you guys to death. But the way he looks at you is, is the really? inspiration that I hope people get uh, when they get your coaching and they join your community. And you know what, that's, that's the hope, Rick, is if, if we can go from where we were, right. using the principles of finding what we love about one another instead of what's lacking, looking to serve instead of being served, of truly finding the best and seeking the best, speaking the best, offering praise instead of criticism. And so much of that battle begins in our mind. And so, you know, there was a real charge of asking ourselves consistently. And we have five questions that we ask every single couple when they come into a coaching process. And the very first is, what is it that you really want? Well, nobody wants to fight. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants dissension. Nobody wants to even be at odds with their spouse, right? But there's this battle that takes place in our actions and in our habits. And so we are committed to providing couples with those bite-sized nuggets that give them the best practices to implement every single week so that they can live into a higher way of living and, and create new habits mm-hmm. for living. Fun things like living like a tourist together, looking for ways to celebrate. Man, in the Gorman house, we have we don't have birthdays. We have birth months, right? Because we're celebrating the whole time. <laughs> and so our heart is to be able to transfer the healing that we've received as a couple. What's well, important thing too, you know, because I think a lot of times we forget to celebrate. You know, I think, uh, mm-hmm. like we mentioned earlier, all of us can relate to the fact that there's a lot of different things that are tugging at us uh, and tugging for our attention. And so, again, uh, we've had to learn this, um, and 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 for a while it was a discipline, you know, um, especially for me because I just want to get to the top of the mountain, you know, <laughs> I just want to plant my flag. Uh, Julie's a better celebrator, and and so. As as a as a uh, as a family, it's something that we really tried to embrace and remember to do, and to not just remind and encourage other couples to do, but to teach them how to do that. And that's exactly why we created the program and why it is that we do what we do. So, if you encountered a couple that um, you know, I'm sure you have, we we see a lot of this sometimes at at the at the Maxwell team, where you've got one person who's really invested in that personal growth and one that doesn't kind of believe in that. 
you know, what, what is a, a counsel behind something like that? Mm. Go ahead. Yeah. My, my thought is, is that you can never change another person. The only cat you can change is the one that looks at the mirror back at you, right? And so with that, we encourage people just to continue to do the right things because it's kind of like if you walk down the road and Rick, you said that I smile all the time. Can I tell you, I encounter people who smile more than I encounter people who frown. Um, and, And the reason is, is because as we give what we have without expecting anything in return, reciprocation, there's a law of reciprocation that will follow back to us. And if we're in that place where I'm doing this, but my spouse isn't doing that, well, then the truth is, is we're still focused on an issue and we're still focused on what our spouse needs to do. Now, we're not talking about staying in an abusive relationship. We're not saying that things don't need to change. There certainly have to be parameters and safety measures that we have in our life, right? But, But as we live and become more, as I become the partner that I desire, what I found is that the more that I can serve Greg, the more he wants to serve me. And now it's a competition in our household that's kind of like who can outdo one another. But it didn't start that way. Who can outserve one another? Yeah, really. yeah. yeah. not outdo one another, but outserve. Yeah. More than off, more more times than not, Rick. It's it's more of a situation like what you're talking about. You know, Julie mentioned an extreme. And, um, you know, or there, there are extremes, but, but for the most part, for 90 plus percent of the marriages that we've ever dealt with or, or been even aware of, um, it, it comes down to some basic principles like we're talking about, really. Yeah. And I think, too, is, you know, in that situation, Rick, one of the things we always love to tell couples is look at your spouse and say, babe, I'm invested in you. I want more. I want us to experience life to the fullest. Will you join me in that pursuit? And most people, whether they're self-growth junkies or not, are into that, right? And they're going to find little nuggets along the way that inspire, that speak to them, and uh, bring life back into their relationship. What you talked about is, is, is really key. Um, when it comes right down to it, um, it's it's really a matter of us focusing on us, and um, it, you know we're we're not always on the same page with everything. You know we're we're not, but um, if we tend to ourselves and we work on ourselves, um, then like Julie said about the smiles, the reason she sees a lot of people with smiles because they're reflecting what they're seeing. You know, and so it just makes it easier for everybody else to. Uh, to rise to the occasion as well. Well, we have to take a final, final break here. We've got one more segment left. We've got a couple of questions that we ask all of our guests. So we'll do that right after this, but please go visit marriedforapurpose.com. While we're on that break, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late. On budget is now too expensive. And today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies, a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality so you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change, 
and immediately incorporate customer feedback. Build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management from CA. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CA PPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CA PPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA Project and Portfolio Management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back to the work-life balance for our final segment. Uh, I saw Julie dance into that music. Of course, that music is from the party. And we have the Mickey Mouse Club reunion coming up, our 30th anniversary of that show, May 19th at the Hyatt Regency in Orlando as part of Megacon. So you can go to Mickey Mouse Club reunion, join our group, and uh, come see us because it's going to be an incredible time. And, and Julie, you can dance to that music live. So it'll be great. Um, we, uh, we, we did get a question from the audience, and I always like to try to address those. And we were talking about reciprocation in the last segment um, around growth. Um, and their question was really, what if faith is, is not reciprocated or faith is not central to, to the to the? Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I appreciate that question. I just want to say, I just want to preface before we, we try to tackle that Um to you and the listeners that we, we never try to give a trite answer, you know? So we take that kind of a question very, very ser- all questions actually very, very seriously. And uh, I don't, I don't know that there is a, like a, you know, take one of these and it's going to be okay. Kind of an answer to, to a question like that. Cause that's a, that's a deep question. However, um, I believe that, that, that as we referenced earlier, the one thing that we can do is we can work, on ourselves. And what I found in life, thankfully, Julie and I do share the same faith. Uh, in my previous marriage, yeah, and not, not really, you know, but the only thing that I could do about that um, is, is to live it out, uh, just to do the best that I can. Um, I finally realized that I didn't have to be perfect, but what I did need to do is I, need to, I needed to represent my faith. 
um, well. And um, as Julie mentioned earlier, the one thing that we cannot do is become our spouse's Holy Spirit, whatever that means to you. It means something specific to us, but we can't cause, we can't make anybody do anything, but we can live a lifestyle that makes them curious and draws them in. And I think that that is what our religious leaders, if you will, have done. I know that's what Jesus Christ did for me. He lived in such a way that I wanted to bear the fruit and, and live the kind of life that he lived. I don't really want to die the death that he died. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, I'm just being straight. But, but I would like to live the life that he lived. How would you respond to that, sweetheart? Yeah, first of all, you know, that's, that's a point a lot of listeners, uh, a lot of clients actually who have joined the membership where one of the spouses share the faith that we share um, and the other doesn't. But right. the beauty of the relationship that they have is they share common value. And so if we can set faith aside, obviously, as a believer, we it, it helps when you have that same quality, that same faith, that same foundation. But there are values of unconditional love, for right. example, that is a huge value. And if, if you can center in on that, well, I think any spouse really does want to love their spouse without condition. Um, when you think about the values of honoring and respecting, well, that doesn't necessarily like for us, again, as faith Christian believers, um, that's that's the denomination or the belief that we share. Uh, but we respect all people, whether they share that or not, because Absolutely. our value is that every single person was created on purpose for a purpose. And in that value, I would tell the listener Let's find the things that we share in common and in that uh, live out our faith in such a way as to win um, through the kindness and the mercy and the grace that we've received. Mm, that was beautifully said. Beautifully said. Uh, one question we like to ask everybody, we want to make sure we get your take on this as well, is what's some of the best advice you've ever received? <laughs> okay, so I'll lead out because I'll give you time to think. Okay, I'll think. I hate to be cliche, but truthfully, um, if, if, if I'm backed up against the wall in any situation, um, I come back to this and, and it helps me. And that's live purpose focused, not problem focused. And, and I know that's ours, um, but I heard it somewhere. I had to have heard it somewhere. I'm not that creative, you know. So what that means to me and how it plays out in my life really is just um, – if, 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 if I find myself trying to solve problems or work through issues or just whine and bellyache about all the problems or issues that any one of us may face on any given day, I can justify them. I can legitimately justify why I should be wigging out on any given moment, um, but it doesn't do me any good to do so. What does help me is when I, I, I begin to ask myself some good questions like, you know, what do I want? That is what leads me more towards purpose-focused type thinking and moves me in the direction because if what we think about, we bring about, then we need to be thinking about what we're thinking about. And I want to think about what I want, not what I don't want. Jules? Yeah, I, I have so many of them, Rick. I should have been better prepared, but I, I think that um, uh, the, the thing that I would land on is that you get what you expect. Um, that's probably been, uh, for me, something that I've tried to live my life by. 
And that is that if I'm expecting the best in somebody, I'm probably going to get that. But if I expect that they're going to let me down, they're going to do this, or they're going to um, be a no good, no for nothing, right? Then I'm probably going to find that quality as well. And so I want to live in such a way that I expect the best, I speak the best, and I bring out the best in others. And she does. That she does. <laughs> that she does. So uh, any final words for the audience? We've got about you know, two minutes left on the show. Uh, what, what didn't we cover that you wish we would have? Hmm. Man, again, I would just encourage the listeners that you were created on purpose for a purpose. You're destined for greatness that your marriage um, holds a purpose. And when you can live into a common vision, you're going to find the joy that you've longed for. I suppose I would say, um, you know, we, we love, we love marriage. You know, we love our marriage. We love working with married couples Mm -hmm. and uh, we, we really want to, there is somebody that's listening right now that their marriage is on the rocks. It's touch and go. And they may not even think that they have the energy or the will to, uh, to get it back on the right tracks. And what I'm going to tell you is, is that it always seems like the grass is so much greener on the other side. And again, I'm talking about the 90, 95 percentile here. Okay. Um, and, and don't put yourself in the five percentile minority when you hear me say that. I believe, and I have seen, Julie and I have seen marriage after marriage after marriage it was in that exact spot and for lots of varying reasons that have rebounded and now really are living purpose-focused and happily married after um, many years of maybe not being happily married. And so I just want to encourage the listeners to, listen, get in contact with us. We've got a, a Facebook page. It's Married for a Purpose. That's pretty easy. Our website is marriedforapurpose.com, like Julie talked about a minute ago. And no, the four is not a number four. It's just like you'd say it, married for, F-O-R, a purpose.com. And, uh, and we want to love on you. We want to encourage you. We want to help you. And uh, we're not perfect people. We've blown it big. Um, and we've learned a lot in the process of blowing it big. And, uh, and we just, we just got a passion and we have a passion to, to share that with you. Yeah, when I look back at what we almost gave up on, Rick, Oh my goodness, it, it, it saddens my heart, like, but it also brings so much joy because I've watched people give up. Um, so I think another final word is never, ever give up. Love life, live full on, embrace it, enjoy it, right? And work together instead of working against one another. Well, again, I can't, I can't thank you guys enough for being on the show. You certainly have blessed the audience and blessed us. We've got to have you back for sure. You've got to come back. Hey, we're all in, man. Let's do it. We'll find a good time. But one more time, if you guys go out to Married for a Purpose, if you, di- if you didn't get enough uh, of Julie and Greg here, like, like I don't, then you need to join that community and, and be a part of it and, and really allow them to give you that personal touch. So we're so excited for that. Good luck to it. Can't wait to see you guys uh, in just a couple of months again. It's going to be right around the corner. Um, and uh, for everybody else listening, next week we're going to be doing a replay in the following week. Um, we're going to have Tuan uh, Wynn on the show, who's got an incredible story as well. So you're not going to want to miss that. So like always, we will see you very, very soon on a Friday right here on the Work-Life Balance. You've been listening to Rick Morris. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show.